chose to be in the Lord's house. If you are watching, hello. Hello, good morning. Glad to see you. Or if you're watching later on our uh, on our media area, then um, welcome back. And whatever time of day it is, I, I pray you're blessed. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we do have the month of August here. And if you've not yet purchased anything for our shoe boxes, then the month of August is back to school. Some of us are already there. Some of us tomorrow. Some places uh, a week from tomorrow. My golly, they're just <laughs> they're really getting their good summer in. So <laughs> please, uh, please bring some school supplies. And if you don't have time or money to go, then bring a shoebox, or you can uh, hand over some cash, and we'll use the cash either for purchasing items or for uh, shipping those boxes. So, thank you so very much for your for your help. We will, as time gets closer, make an appointment to go help at the facility and uh, be thinking about that because it's it's November and December, and we will get one of the weekends. Uh, in Nove end of November, beginning of December, to uh, to help out. So keep that in mind because time just keeps flying by. I know that sounds like oh, it's gonna be a while, but no, it's it's coming up quickly as well. Our thanks meal, it's in November again. I know it seems like it's very far away, but uh, keep that in mind. Begin working on people now because some people it takes them a while. So <laughs> we uh, we do want there to be plenty of people here. Um, for our thanks meal in November, but uh, in three weeks, it's going to be first Sunday meal, not next week or the following, but the, the next weekend. Um, any other announcements? We do have a Gideon coming next month, um, so we will let you know the exact date of the Gideon arrival, but save up some, some money to donate to the Gideon cause. Um, and if you're, and this is just a side note, if you are wanting to to give and help in any way, and you're not quite sure where to where to give to, let us know, and we can help you. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, continue your giving to missions. Um, Brother Reddy is is always working, and and with work comes the necessity for finances, and uh, and the Gideons do need our support. So different things that that go on, and if you're if you're wanting to be a blessing, then again, we'll find you somewhere to <laughs> to bless. Amen. Um, I would like to this morning. I'd like to to give the Lord some personal thanks. Um, we had to buy a refrigerator this week. Yes, thank you, Lord. Um, you know, thanks in all things. But I last Saturday, it I started hearing a clicking sound. Well, that's weird. And um, we were sitting on the couch, and I said, "Like, Dad, mute the TV because there's something going on." And, and he heard it, and and then it became more frequent, the clicking. And and then when we got home on Sunday, the things that were in the freezer were getting a little squishy. So, <laughs> so well, no, I was awakened before that. Before that, I went upstairs to take a nap, and and I was awakened by the gentle sounds of the the refrigerator being pulled out and Shane 
<laughs> cleaning the thing and banging on it and all sorts of stuff. And uh, that's when he, <laughs> he said, oh, everything's squishy. So he said, well, you know what? Let's just, let's just go ahead and let's just go ahead and, and buy a new refrigerator. So we went to Lowe's and shopped around. We went to Best Buy and shopped around. Then we came back to Lowe's. <laughs> And, uh, and bought a refrigerator, and it was delivered to us on Wednesday. And Shane is super proud of that thing. And he was sending pictures of it to everybody. He was. He was <laughs> his, his mom texted me like, oh, y'all got a new refrigerator. Like, okay, he sent it to you. Yeah, he was so happy about that. But I just <laughs> want to say, so I'm sorry. If y'all did not get a picture of our refrigerator, let us know. Shane will be happy to show it. Um, but I just want to say thank you, Lord, because... There has been, I don't know about for y'all, y'all may have always been just rolling in it, but there there were times in in our, <laughs> you know, since being married, that that would have been bad <laughs> if our refrigerator had gone out. I've been like, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? But, but I thank the Lord that he has blessed us to the point that, no, that's not what we wanted to do with that money, but... But that we're able, that he's blessed us, that, that we're able to do things. And I don't know where you are, that that maybe those those things that you're facing seem like just aggravations or even just awful circumstances. But but there's blessing in everything because the Lord daily loadeth, loadeth us with benefits. So this morning, as we come before him in prayer, in worship, in times of giving, in times of giving in our prayer request and hearing the word, as we come before him today, I, I want you to consider all the goodness of the Lord, that Lord, no matter my circumstance, you're with me, and that's a blessing. So thank you. Every single one of us have something something to thank him for. Let's stand this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise you, we give you glory and honor for all that you do and all that you are. God, you are greater and higher and better than anything we can think or imagine. God, I thank you and I praise you that you are in control of all circumstances. God, and when we are facing things that we don't know how we're going to make it. God, when we're facing financial difficulties, when we're facing emotional and spiritual battles, when we are facing physical needs, God, that we're thinking, how on earth am I going to face this? How on earth am I going to push through? But God, we know that you bless us that you walk beside us and that you give us the strength to make it. God, I thank you and I praise you that you have given us life and life more abundantly is promised through Jesus. God, I thank you for salvation, for sanctification, for the Holy Spirit. God, I thank you for the chance to come into your house to worship together with other believers. God, I thank you for the fellowship that we are able to have one with another. God, I thank you that you got us through this week. God, that you woke us up every single morning and that you allowed us to go to work or to school or wherever it was that we needed to go. God, you have daily blessed us with so many great gifts. And God, we just want to return to you the thanks and the praise that you're worthy of. Lord, we lift you up. We bless your holy name. Have your will and your way in this place. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I searched the world But it couldn't fill me Man's empty praise And treasures that fade Were never enough 
but you came along and put me back together and every desire is now satisfied here in your love oh there's nothing better than you there's nothing better than you there's nothing nothing is better than you i know it's true so i'm not afraid to show you my weakness my failures and flaws Lord, you've seen them all, and you still call me friend. Because the God of my mountain is a God in my valley. And there's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. Cause there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Lord, there is nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you there's nothing nothing is better than you so you turn morning to dancing you turn morning to dancing you give beauty for ashes you turn shame into glory you're the only one who can you turn grace you turn graves into gardens you turn bones into armies you turn seas into highways you're the only one who can you turn graves you turn graves into gardens you turn bones into armies you turn seas into highways you're the only one who can you're the only one who can. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. There's nothing better than you there's nothing better than you there's nothing nothing is better 
turn graves. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You are so good to us, Lord. You're so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are so good. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and he turned me around, how he placed my feet on solid ground. Sing that again, when I think. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about my Lord, how he picked me up and he turned me around, how he placed my feet on solid ground. It makes me want to shout, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. It makes me want to shout, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Sing what I think. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me and how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and he turned me around. How he placed my feet on solid ground. It makes me want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. It makes me want to shout, hallelujah, 
Thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all my glory and all my honor and all my praise. Hallelujah. Just think about all the good things he's done for you over the years, even this week, even this morning. Just give him praise and honor. Thank you, Lord. Sing out hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. It makes me want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. It makes me want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, because, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. It makes me wanna shout. Praise your name. Praise your name, Lord. You are good. You are so good. You are so good, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. awesome in this place, God. <laughs> Thank you that your presence is here with us. Thank you, Lord. Move in this place like you want to, God. Whatever you want to do. Healing, deliverance, strength, peace. Whatever you want to do, God. <laughs> My God is awesome. He can move mountains, keep me in the valley, hide me from the rain. My God is awesome, heals me when I'm broken, strength where I've been weak and forever he will reign. Say that again. My God is awesome. He can move mountains, keep me in the valley, hide me from the rain. My God is awesome, heals me when I'm broken, strength where I'm bad, weak, and forever He will reign. Sing it out. My God is awesome. Awesome, 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 my God is awesome, 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 my God is awesome, Savior I am healed. My 
God is awesome. Today I am forgiven. His grace is why I'm living. Praise His holy name. My God is awesome. Awesome. If he is everything you need, give him praise today. Give him glory and honor. We lift you up today, God. You are everything we need. Hallelujah.
morning and welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. We're glad to have all of you with us this morning. Let me give you just a little bit of uh, encouragement that there's still good people in this world. We were going over to my sister-in-law's Friday, was it Thursday, Thursday, to help her out. She's needing somebody to take her to the doctor and everything. And when we were going, I, I hit something in the road and it punctured the tire and shh. My wife said, what was that? <laughs> well, it went flat, and so we had to find a place to pull over. And and while we were there, you would not believe the good people that wanted to help us out. You just wouldn't believe. Everybody's not bad. We had people that one, of course, we'd already called AAA. One guy said, I can change that tire out for you. I thought, well, I wish I'd have known that before I called AAA. But he was willing to do it if we'd ask him to. We had one couple that came down, and he brought us water. His mother came back out, and she brought us two chairs where we could sit in the shade and wait for the guy to get there. I said, did we look that pitiful, or was she just good to us? Was that God just spoke to her heart? So there is good people, and I'm thankful for them because they helped us out, and uh, it's something that I won't. I won't ever forget, and I'm thankful for it for that today. I'm thankful for all of you for being here this morning. I'm thankful for you folks at home that are with us this morning. I hope that you'll be blessed. You know, God's just as real at home as he is here at church. We don't limit God that he can only bless the folks that came to church. He can bless you at home, too, so I know he can do that to you this morning. It's time to receive our tithing offering if our usher will come. Brother Jordan, will you say the blessing over your offering this morning, please? Thank you. Now, Lord, we share our giving. 
forgot. You know, coming up. <laughs> uh, good morning. Good morning to those watching. And um, it's time now to receive prayer requests this morning. I want to pray for Jeff. I think he's been called into work, and uh, I definitely know how that feels. And any morning's rough, but Sunday mornings when you get called in, it hurts. <laughs> so I missed you guys last week. Now, anybody got any prayer requests? Brother Mike. She likes what she sees when she sees you, right? No, <laughs> just what we were talking about that. Uh, Gretchen? <laughs> yes, definitely pray for Amanda this morning. Sister Wiseman. school tomorrow morning. Pray her. Keep her safe. Protect her. Any requests? Raise hands for unspoken requests. Stand with me as we take these requests to the Lord.
Hello, glad you're here. Hello, watching. Glad you're watching. And hope that you are blessed and feeling great. And uh, what whatever's making it not able for you to be here, that it'll be different next time. You can come on. And yeah, we miss you when you're not here in fellowship with us, but we are glad that we have this capability to, to be able to live stream. Nowadays, it's very necessary. <laughs> So today, talking more about faith, of course, last week we talked about faith. We talked about mountain-moving faith, and Shane apparently listened to the last half of it, you know, on his way from work. He turned the live stream on, and then I asked him uh, just yesterday, well, did you listen to the first half of the message? And he said, no, not yet. I mean, I can, I got my notes there. Um, but but we talked last. He said he got a little confused because the you know two weeks prior to that we had talked about uh, the mustard seed and and that moving the tree. But 
last week we talked about the mustard seed faith being able to move mountains because mountain moving faith believes in what God can do through me I am the vessel through which he moves I am receptive to his power and to whatever he wants to do through me so mountain moving faith says God you can work through me mountain moving faith deals with spiritual battles not all not all physical ailments will be healed we understand that but mountain moving faith deals with spiritual illness and mental help that we need so as we're moving those mountains on the inside those spiritual mountains that cannot be seen with the physical eye and mountain moving faith is increased by prayer and fasting we want to increase our faith just like the the man said just like the disciples had said before lord increase our faith it comes by prayer and fasting so today we will be talking about great faith big faith only three times is this phrase used by the gospel writers great faith and two of the times that it's used it's referring to the same person it's just in two different accounts one in matthew and one in luke so for only two people that are recorded did jesus say your faith is great neither one of those people were jews yet they shared a common attitude toward jesus that really impressed him that struck him as they approached him in their in their idea of who he was he was so impressed that he made note you have great faith surrounding the passage that we read today are numerous examples of healing varying levels of faith of the people who received but the one that we're focused on today is an impressive level of belief we're going to be in matthew chapter 8 in matthew chapter 8 and this is recorded as well in luke so if you're looking for another version of that just to see the different details that were given but uh, it, it was in matthew the the wording that i liked so we're going with this one <laughs> so verses 5 through 7 of chapter 8 and when jesus was entered into capernaum there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying lord my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy grievously tormented and jesus said unto him i will come and heal him now i've preached on this before sick of the palsy i'm sick of the palsy <laughs> when jesus and his disciples entered into the city of capernaum he was approached by a centurion this man was a roman soldier but a high a high-ranking officer and as a roman would have been an oppressor of the people any jew would have felt justified in despising this man in ignoring his request because of the nature of the relationship between the romans and the jews they could not stand one another the the jews were being oppressed by the roman government and rome the caesar had sent in all of this this army to occupy all the nation of israel and 
while they were there, there were a lot of abuses of power. And this is the idea of the Messiah. The, the people believed, the Jews believed that the Messiah would come and would overthrow the Roman government because they were tired of being oppressed. So any time that a Roman would have approached a Jew, they would have been nervous. They would have been worried that they were going to be unlawfully seized or that their property would have been taken, different things like that. They would have always been a little bit weary, a little bit leery of the, the government, the authority. So this man comes to Jesus, and he says, I need your help. Now, from Luke's account of the story, we hear that the Jewish citizens had great respect for this particular man. In fact, in Luke's account, the people, the Jewish people, are coming to Jesus on behalf of this man and saying, this is a worthy man. He has helped us out. He has great respect for our people. He was said to love the nation of Israel and had built a synagogue within their city because he cared for them so much. So the, the man had a great reputation, and the reputation of Jesus had spread to the point that this foreigner, this man, had considered him the answer to the healing that he sought. So he comes to Jesus and he said, My servant is suffering. He said he was grievously tormented with a palsy. In Greek, this means paralysis, a loss of sensation, or the power of motion in any part of the body. So he was unable to move in one part or all parts of his body. And he was grievously tormented. He was greatly suffering. Now, according to Roman law, a master was within his rights to kill a slave who was ailing to the point of not being able to fulfill their duties. So this Roman officer, he could have, under the law, killed his servant. Ah, oh, he's suffering. He's having issues. You know, he's, he's sick of the palsy. He's laying up in bed. Um, I bought him and paid for him, and he's not doing anything worthy of, of uh, getting paid, so off with his head. He could have done that. But instead, the centurion had such compassion on the boy that he made his way to Jesus. The centurion valued this servant so much that he was seeking healing from the master. Here, as he's speaking the word to Jesus, he does not use the typical word for slave, which is doulos, the, a, a slave, a servant, one who has been purchased, but he uses the word meaning child. So he comes to Jesus, and he's meaning his servant or his slave, but he said, Jesus, my child is sick. He had such compassion on the boy that he referred to him in this way. And without hesitation, Jesus agrees to come. He says, I will come, heal him. The word Jesus uses here is attend. I will come and attend to him. I will serve him. I will wait upon him. It's therapeuo, if you, if you're, if you care at all. It's, it's where we get our word therapy from. So I will come and, and speak to him. I will come and minister to him. I will come and give therapy to him. I, I will work in this process of healing him. That's what Jesus said to the man. But then we see in verses 8 through 13, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, 
but speak the word only. And my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way. And as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And, this, and his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. So Jesus said to the man, I'll come and, and look after your servant. I'll come and, and give him therapy. I will come and attend to him. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I think this is an interesting phrase for Jesus to use because, of course, he could have healed him completely. But Jesus is saying in a small way, I'll, I'll look after this. I'll come and I'll, I'll see what, what can happen. But the centurion had reservations about Jesus coming to his house. He had considered himself unworthy to have Jesus under his roof. He said, no, I'm not worthy. So think about this. Jews, according to the law, were not allowed to enter into the home of a Gentile. Since we know that the man loved Israel, he would have known this. He would have been aware of this law. So perhaps he was just being reserved because he didn't want to offend Jesus. Like, Jesus, I know that you're going to have to make the decision to go against your law if you come into my house. So I don't want you to have to do that. So you just stay where you are, and it'll be fine. But just as likely, the man had a level of faith that was not seen very often. The centurion told Jesus, to merely speak the word. All I need is a word. And that will be enough to heal my servant. He uses a different word for heal here. Heal, cure, completely, fully. He said, all you got to do is speak the word. You don't even have to come to my house and attend to him. You can, you can just speak the word and, and he'll be completely healed, top to bottom. He speaks of his own experience. He says, I am someone under authority. He talks about his superiors. I am under the authority of those over me. So in the Roman army, the primus would have been over a centurion. There was a, a legion of about 5,000. And there would have been a primus who was over that legion. And then there were centurions under him. And every centurion would have started as a low soldier and worked his way up to the rank of centurion. And as that level, he would have had about 100 soldiers under him who would have been at his beck and call at any point. Because the primus would have heard from his authority, who would have heard from his authority, who would have heard from his authority, and it would have kept coming down and down and down. And when it had gotten to this centurion, the centurion would have said to his hundred soldiers, this is what we're doing. Get in the formation. 
we're heading this way. And they would have listened to him because they were under authority. In this way, he was comparing his position of authority with that of Jesus. Because Jesus, as fully man, had to come under the authority of God. He was fully man. He had to be the, he had to, when he was here on earth, he had to hear from the Father to be able to perform miracles, to be able to help people, to be able to send forth. But as fully God, he was in power and authority over all things. He had supreme authority over every earthly power. He had supreme authority over sickness and death and the grave and anything that we can't even see. He had the power and the authority over it. So the, the centurion recognized that. I see, Jesus, that you are fully man and under God's authority. So you hear from him and you do whatever he says. And Jesus even reiterated that. But he said, but you are fully God. So anything you say will be done. If you speak the word, that's all. That's all we need. Speak it. This level of faith and comprehension sparked admiration within the heart of Jesus. And Jesus uses this situation to express to the disciples a few different truths. First of all, he said to them, this amount of faith, that this foreigner has demonstrated is greater than any that I've seen in all my travels. I've been all over Jerusalem. I've been all over Israel, and I've never seen this type of faith among my own people. I've never seen anyone who understood who I was like this man understands. <laughs> also, Jesus uses this as an opportunity to welcome Gentiles into the family of God. Typically, Jesus was preaching to the Jews. He said, I have come to the lost sheep of Israel. Within his preaching ministry, he did not go outside of Israel. He did speak to an occasional Gentile, an occasional foreigner, but he was not excluding them. Here we see that Jesus said, the Gentiles will be fellowshipping with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, those fathers of the Jewish faith. They'll join in fellowship with them. The Gentiles from the east and the west, from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun, everywhere throughout the world, these Gentiles will come and be able to fellowship with the fathers of the faith. But God's chosen people, Israel, those who refuse to believe, would be cast out into outer darkness. So, again, Jesus is is reiterating this idea, and we see that after he ascended, he spoke to, he had spoken to the disciples, go out and preach the gospel everywhere in the world, and then when he ascended, they did go out, and it was their responsibility to welcome the Gentiles in. He's just here laying the foundation through this man. So then Jesus says, go thy way. In the Greek, this means to lead under or to bring under. Go thy way. Take this miracle under the authority. Whatever you've believed for, as you have believed, so be it done unto thee. Take it 
and go with him. And it was reported that his servant was healed at the exact moment. The self-same hour means that very same hour. So the exact moment that Jesus spoke the word go, the servant was healed. And the word heal here is different than the word Jesus used at first. So because Jesus spoke the word and because the man believed, that servant was not only waited upon, but when Jesus spoke the word for healing, the servant was cured and made whole. So the type of faith that Jesus admires. I hope that through our, our series of study, I hope that through our, our talk about faith, that we have a stronger desire, that we've been inspired to desire greater and bigger and more effective faith. I hope that, that as we pray, as we think about, Lord, increase my faith, that we have that, that real desire. Lord, I want to believe you more and more. I want to have the power that you say I can have. I want to be the vessel that you work through. Lord, work in me and take away any unbelief in my heart. So I believe that through this, we're able to gather some keys to great big faith from this story. Now, I like to... Uh, just me. I normally like to do three, and I was like, Lord, where, I'm digging, I'm digging, like three, but I only found two. So having great big faith is even more simple than the ones that we've been looking at before. All those had three points, but this one, I've seen two things that this man did, that if we do these, then we can have that great big faith that Jesus will admire. Number one, great faith lives under spiritual authority. The word under, the actual word under that we saw was used three times within this passage. The, in the Greek, it was used four times because the phrase go thy way also means under. So, three times that we see and four times if we're reading it in the Greek we see under earlier we speculated that perhaps the man did not want Jesus to go to his home to heal that servant because he was being considerate of Jesus' position as a Jew however if this man knew anything about Jesus and obviously he did because he came to Jesus for healing he knew that he was the one who could heal if he knew anything about Jesus, Jesus did not mind spending time with Gentile people, with sinners. He gladly went to speak to the Samaritan woman. He gladly went to heal different Gentile people. He would go into the homes of all sorts of people and publicans and sinners and tax collectors, and he did not mind that sort of thing. So it was not likely that that was the reservation that the man had. Consider the wording that this man uses. He says, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. Not worthy, meaning I am not sufficient. When a person comes under your roof, then 
in a sense, they are under your protection. They are under your authority. They are under the house rules. So when the man said to Jesus, I am not worthy that you should come under my authority. I am not worthy that you should come to my house and enter into the, I, I can't, I cannot bear the weight of being over you. There's no way that, that I could, there's no way that I can be big enough. I am insufficient to have you serve me. Lord, help us. If Jesus had been under this man's authority, he said, I, I can't, I can't bear it. This man realized that no matter how powerful he was in a, in a worldly, earthly sense, he would never be able to put Jesus under his rule. We may have at times, I don't know, I may have, maybe it's the people watching, none of us, none of y'all here. So I can look at the camera. We may have at times failed to recognize the power and the authority and the sovereignty of God. See, we exist to live for Him. We exist because He was gracious enough to create us. Sometimes in this world, and this is more and more of a of a worldly, modern thought, and I'm sure it's been going on since the beginning of creation because Satan did give this idea to, to Adam and to Eve. But we see it so much more now. Oh, who is God that we should follow him? Who says that God's rule is the best rule? Why is it that we have to follow this, this ancient book? That's what people say. Why is it that, that we should have to follow the rules and expectations of some book that was written thousands of years ago? Well, I'm under the authority of the house. And since God is the one who created the world, He knows how best it should run. He is the one who made these rules and parameters. He knows how things should be. Obviously, man and his desire to rule the world has not done so very well. So it may be that we need to turn back to what God says, that we need to, to look back into the manual that he's given us and say, oh, these are the rules that we should follow. This is the way to live. Because every single thing that's important to life is written here. Every single thing about finances, about relationships, about how we should work with people, about our marriage and how to raise kids. Every single thing that's important is here. So I am not under, I am, I am not putting God under my authority. I'm under His. He does not exist to do my bidding. When I make God so small that I have a say in what he does, the miracles that he performs, the prayers that he answers with a yes, when I box him into my ideal, I greatly underestimate the power and the authority of the Almighty God who can do more and better than I'm able to ask, think, or imagine. My will and my authority has to surrender to his. I have to come under. I, I can't say, God, do this. God, do that. 
you didn't do that in a man. Because my will does not override his. He has a plan and a purpose, and he knows so much more than I do. I have to come under. So having great faith requires being under his authority, being submitted to his will. And, and I'm not saying don't pray for any single thing you want. Pray as much for anything at all that you want. But if God says no, I'm, I'm under his authority. I'm under his covering. If he says no, then it's for my protection. If he says no, then it's for my best. If he says no, then there's a reason, there's a purpose. And I don't, I can ask why. I may get an answer, I may not. I can ask why, but I have to remain under this authority. I can't step out from under it and say, God, you're no longer good because you didn't do what I said. It's not how it works. The second thing about great faith, great faith knows the power of a word. In the healing miracle before this one, the one at the very beginning of Matthew chapter 8, Jesus touched the sick person and they were made well. In the healing miracle right after this one, Jesus touched the sick person. He went into the house where that person was and he touched them and made them well. Jesus did neither one of these things in this miracle that we've just read about. Great, big faith knows that just one small word is enough from the right person. There's nothing wrong with being touched. There's nothing wrong with Jesus physically touching anyone. There was nothing wrong with Jesus going into the home of someone to heal them and restore them. Nothing at all wrong with that. However your miracle happens, however your, your touch and your healing occurs, it's okay. But sometimes... Sometimes all we need is just one small word. In this particular case, and in the case of the only other person that Jesus said had great faith, that Syrophoenician woman whose daughter was sick, those who asked for a miracle told Jesus that one little bit would be enough. This man said, speak one word, and it's done. The Syrophoenician woman said, all I need is a crumb. I may be a dog, but all I need is a crumb to fall off your table. That's enough. I don't need the whole meal, God. I just need a little bit because one little bit is enough from you. Sometimes we may fall into the trap of thinking that fire should fall and that, that thunder should roll and that a loud, booming voice should come from heaven. And then perhaps a miracle would happen. We get caught up in the theatrics of it. And Lord, help us. That's, that's happened a lot. We joke around sometimes. If you can learn how to hold on and let go at the same time, then this will happen for you. But sometimes it's just a word. One word from Jesus is enough. His word over my circumstance. Merely the name of Jesus over my family. When Jesus, at the end of this chapter, stood on the edge of the boat and said, Peace, be still. That was enough. 
to calm the storm. He didn't have to, in a loud shouting voice, stop, stop raining, stop thundering, stop lightning, rain, stop flowing down, boat be still, people be still. No, he, he didn't have to get up and, and beg God, God, please make this storm stop happening. He, he just stood and said three words, and that was enough. Just those words, just the name of Jesus spoken to the raging storm in my life is enough. Enough not just to attend to my need, but complete healing and wholeness over my need. There's a, a new song that I really, really like it, that I speak Jesus. And, and he, he just says, I speak Jesus over this circumstance. I speak Jesus over my family. I speak Jesus over mental illness. I speak Jesus over the hurt that's in my life, in my physical body. I speak Jesus. One word is enough. It is time for us to start having great big faith. God's been building us up. Believe like bringing us week by week to the point. Get rid of those other, those negative types of faith. Get rid of those doubts that sometimes come in and get some great big faith. Much like the centurion, there are people in our lives who need us to intercede on their behalf. People who are hurting, who are suffering, who are dying, who can't get to Jesus on their own. We don't know if that servant had faith to be able to come to Jesus for himself, but he physically could not make it. So there are some people in our lives that we have to stand in the gap for, that we have to intercede on their behalf, that we have to have great faith so that they can receive. And maybe even you, who is sick of the palsy. <laughs> sick of it, yeah. <laughs> Tormented by paralysis. Unable to feel. And you need the master today. It takes great faith to break through the barrier of not feeling in a spiritual sense, if it's been a long time since you felt that touch of the Lord, in a mental or emotional sense, even in a physical sense. Great faith, faith that impresses the Lord is this, staying under spiritual authority, saying, Lord, I surrender my will to yours. I surrender my desire to your sovereignty. I will not presume to put you in a box or limit what you can do because I am not sufficient to command you whatever you want to do Lord I'm under your authority I, I'll pray all my prayers I'll say exactly what I want from you because I'm your child I, I can come boldly before your throne and I can make all my requests known I don't have to be afraid I don't have to worry but God I understand that if you say no there's a reason so I'm under that authority and then understand the power of a word, one word from you. One word from you. Because with one word, God created light. God said, let there be light, and there was. And from that point on, whether it was 6,000 years ago, whether it was 20 
billion years ago, God said, let there be light, and there was. How could I need more spoken over my situation than just one word? God, give me one word, and that's enough. Lord, let us not seek after those theatrics, but after your truth. Help me to trust that when you speak, it is so, it is done, it is settled in heaven. That's it. As the music plays. Today, there are needs that we each have. Emotional, physical, spiritual, financial, whatever it may be. There are needs that each of us have. And they're going to need, some of these things are going to need great faith. They're going to need great big faith to be able to believe for them. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you because you are greater and bigger and better than we can know, better than we can imagine. More than, more than enough. God, we thank you that we don't have to beg and plead <laughs> for the just one word. One word from you is enough. One word spoken over our lives is enough to heal and restore and change. Father, I pray for each of us now. God, you know the needs that we're bringing to you today. And we come boldly before your throne saying, God, we desire healing. We desire deliverance. We desire help. We desire the circumstance to be changed completely. God, we desire for salvation for our loved ones. Father, we desire that you would work out work situations. God, we desire that you would bring about complete healing not just therapy not just attending to the need but God that you would heal from the top of the head to the soles of the feet God every single part God that's what we desire and that's what we bring to you our our needs our requests to you God we bring this to you and we say this is what I ask you for God but also we understand that because of great faith we remain under your authority, having faith that if you say it needs to be different, God, if you say this isn't the way, if you say not right now, if you say no, we still trust you. God, we bring these needs to you, but if you say no, we don't want to put you in a box. We, we don't presume to command you, God. My great faith says you're the only one who can handle this. That's why I'm bringing it to you. God, whatever you want to do with it, whatever you want to do with these desires that I have, whatever you want to do with these needs, I trust you. I believe that that's right. I believe that it's exactly the way it should be done. And Father, we ask you for a word. We ask you for a word because even just a small amount is enough. 
when we consider that you are the creator of all things. That, that you, God, that you are the sovereign Lord over the entire universe. That you were there when it was made. <laughs> that from your hand it was formed. And from your word it was spoken. God, we understand that it, it doesn't take all this thunder and lightning and the, the big show. But God, just a word from you is enough. Father, we ask you for your will, your help, your strength. God, a word spoken. A word spoken over the palsy. God, a word spoken over our unfeeling. God, a word spoken over those who can't come to you for themselves. God, we bring our families to you, those who don't know you as Savior. We bring them to you today. We speak Jesus over them. We speak Jesus over our relationships, over our families, over our homes. We say that the word Jesus is enough. The name that is above every name, Jesus, that's enough. We trust you, God. We trust you. We trust you. God, increase our faith. We trust you. We give you praise, God, for all that you do and all that you are. You are so good. And Mindy, I don't mean to embarrass you at all, but can we pray? Because as I was <laughs> as I was studying for this, and I it was had nothing to do because I'd already prayed, but um, and and gotten this, but but Amanda <laughs> has some palsy going on, and I'm not trying to embarrass her at all, but. She had she's lost feeling in one of her legs. And she needs healing. Um if you're around her, if you'd like to come back, just um can we pray?
If anyone, if there's anyone else who needs special prayer, you are very welcome in your place. That the Lord would speak that word. Day, Heavenly Father, we're thanking you, we're praising you <laughs> for all that you do and all that you are, and you are greater and higher and better. And we speak over your people, in Jesus' precious name we speak, may the Lord bless you, may he keep you, may his face shine upon you, may he be gracious to you, and may he give you his peace, in Jesus' precious name we pray, amen.